Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 92, Overview of AWS. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, let's chat about AWS. That seems to be a really hot topic in the IT world these days, and a lot of people really aren't that familiar with what AWS is and how broad the scope is. Now, first of all, what is AWS? Well, it stands for Amazon Web Services. And it's Amazon's worldwide cloud service where instead of having data centers running in our companies, we can put our resources up in Amazon's cloud and they offer a ton of services, just about anything you can imagine. It seems like every time I go and check it out, they've added new services. Currently, it's well over 100 services. And in this episode, I thought we would talk about some of the more popular services out there. I'll talk about a couple that I've used personally. But before we get into the specific services, just the broad overview. You might have heard in some of my training, we talk about XAAS, where X is sort of a variable and AAS is as a service. We have all sorts of things that run as a service. We have IAAS, infrastructure as a service. We have platform as a service, which is PAAS, and SAAS, software as a service. Well, Amazon Web Services, AWS, gives us all that. For example, infrastructure as a service, yeah, Amazon, they manage the power and all the backups of their servers. We don't have to worry about that. Platform as a service, sure, if we want to spin up a Microsoft Windows machine or a Linux machine, they can give us that platform. And they have lots of software as a service offerings. For example, if we want to send email, we could use their simple email service or SES for short. And I mentioned that AWS was a really hot topic in the IT industry. Well, to give you a sense of that, over 80% of Fortune 500 companies are currently using Amazon Web Services. And one of the big reasons is cost. We can pay based on our usage, based on the resources that we tell AWS that we want to allocate. It can be a lot less expensive than building out our data center and trying to maintain all the security patches and the power backups with UPSs and generator backups and having the HVAC system to support our data center. You know, we can just pay for what we need in the cloud without having to support all that locally. And a lot of companies really see a cost benefit of doing that. Even small to medium-sized companies, even individuals use AWS. And like I mentioned, they have over 100 services at the time of this recording. But to give you a sense of what's possible, let's talk about a few of them. First, let's talk about S3. That's the one that I first used with AWS. I started using it many years ago when I was just starting to offer some of my training on the web. I would have resources, files, that I would allow people to download. And an easy way to do that was to put files up into AWS's S3 service. And S3, that stands for Simple Storage Service. We can upload files there. We can share files. We can say who has permissions to access the files for read access or read write access. We can say if we want to pay a little bit extra to get more redundancy for our storage. But it's very low cost. And over the years, I keep getting these emails to say that they've reduced the rate. How about that? A service that actually goes down in price for storage. Another service I've used, which is similar to S3, is S3 Glacier. I guess this is uh, when we put our data on ice, so to speak. Maybe that's where they got the name from. But Glacier is a low-cost, long-term backup solution. And I started using this maybe four or five years ago, where if I wanted to back up a bunch of files on my computer, instead of trying to store them on my local Drobo or something like that, I wanted to have an off-site backup as well. So I would store them in Glacier, and once we upload the files... 
It is a very, very low cost, depending on how much storage you're using, but it's a very low cost to store your backup data on an ongoing basis. Another AWS service that's pretty popular is Route 53. And this is where Amazon becomes our domain registrar. We can go out and we can register domains with Route 53. Or if we want to transfer existing domains from maybe GoDaddy or some other domain registrar, we can transfer them over to the Route 53 service. If you're into databases, AWS has something called their RDS service, the Relational Database Service. This lets you have your databases running in the cloud and it supports lots of different database engines like MySQL, Microsoft SQL Server. Amazon has their own relational database as well that runs in the cloud. So if you're starting from scratch and you're not trying to maintain an existing database infrastructure, you might want to check out Amazon's Aurora Relational Database. Another really popular service is EC2. That stands for Elastic Compute Cloud. What that does, it gives you sort of just a bare-bones server. You can say you want this much processing power and this much RAM and this much storage, and you can install your software on this virtual server that lives up in the cloud without having to go out and, and buy physical hardware that you might have to pay maintenance fees on and replace after a period of time. No, you can just buy those server resources with EC2. And a lot of companies like to have their own private cloud. They don't want it accessible by the world. You might think, well, AWS, that's a public cloud. But they will carve out a little chunk of their cloud and sell it to you for your own private use. So you can have your own private cloud where you might be running virtual routers, such as the Cisco CSR1000V. You might be running a virtual ASA, the Adaptive Security Appliance. You could have that along with some virtual servers running in your own private cloud as part of AWS. Now, that service is called VPC, and those are a few of the services, some of the more popular services offered by AWS. Obviously, there's lots more, and Amazon has their own certification tracks for people that want to really dive into AWS. Pretty much all the tracks start with one basic certification, and if you'd like to wade into the waters of AWS certification, Probably the first certification exam you're going to want to take is called AWS Certified Cloud Practitioner. Again, that's AWS Certified Cloud Practitioner. You might want to search the web for some training on that. I think AWS even has some free training on that. And by going through that training, you'll get more into the different services that are available and how the billing works. And again, there are many, many other services available out there. You might want to go out to aws.amazon.com, look under the services and just explore, see what's available out there. But I thought it would be beneficial for us to spend some time here in a podcast episode, getting a sense for what AWS can do for us because it is becoming very popular in the IT industry. And on that note, we'll wrap up this episode and I look forward to spending time with you again on the next episode of the broadcast storm.